Hey, I'm Felissa Rose, Angela from Sleepaway Camp, and you're listening to Gag Me With a Knife. Yeah! Hey, Nick! What? You ready to go to camp? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to go to camp? You want to go to camp? You want to go to camp? I'm not legally allowed to be within 500 yards of those kids, but hey guys, it's your favorite (laughs) final girl and boy, Emily and Nick, and your favorite final baby, Mike, coming at you with a new episode of Gag Me With A Knife, a weekly podcast where we decide to disembowel, and hey, 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 the best and worst slasher movies. Um, This week we're going to camp, and uh, you know, we got that original sleepaway camp. From 1983. Y'all been waiting for yeah, it. Yeah, with an extra special interview. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Spoilers! Emily's got that box! <laughs> this ca- the camp's energy. activity for today. Murder! Murder! Dear Mom and Dad. Satan! You've got to get me out of here right away. Jane, get me off of this crazy thing. There's a craze killer on the loose and the kids are being scared to death and a girl is brutally stabbed while taking a shower and nobody's doing anything about it. Nobody will. They won't clean up the shower. Perfect place. The sweet girls has become a slaughtering ground for a bloodthirsty murdering monster. Wait a minute. I think I hear someone coming up. They're coming. 1983, your thoughts. Hey, man, this Don't movie's classic and it's great. And, uh, yeah, 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 it rules. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's always going to be good. Don't you I don't know. Mike, Mike, uh, you want to stop rapping over there and uh, tell us your oh, thoughts? Oh, I love this movie. I still love you, baby. Okay, Emily, just tell us your thoughts on the movie because Mike's, uh, he's writing um, a 70s soul song. I love this movie. Um, it's in my don't top five favorite horror ball, movies. Yeah, it's, it's obviously in my top 15 favorite slashers, cry. but it's in my top five favorite horror in general. Well, I love this really movie. Good. It's a very early watch for me. Um, the ending is is uh cannot ever be replicated it's i have a lot of good memories with this movie as well as i watched it with my good friend kim and um yeah rest in peace yeah love her uh she's in episode 40 if y'all want to go listen to my best friend did an episode with us about growing up horror go listen to episode 40 it's a good one you should do it um so this one's for kim yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know you, this but... one's, yeah, for Kim. Not you, Katie. It's for Kim. No, this ain't about you, Katie. So this one's not about you, Katie. Yo, Nick, let me get one of them frosty barley pops. Uh... Oh yeah, one second. Can you get us started in, uh, in the interim? <laughs> yeah, can you can you go ahead and get started? Uh, a little crispy boy. Oh, uh, one. It starts out with a text that says, "In fond memory of mom, a doer." Yeah. <laughs> and it. It starts out, it's got this, can- it looks like it's Camp Arawak, but it's a, during the fall, like there's leaves everywhere. There's sinister music, and we get a voiceover of campers, but it's like nobody's at the camp. And then there's a for sale sign, and then it looks like, oh, it's summer now. It's a nice day out on the water at Lake Arawak, I guess. Or it's, uh, yeah. And, Peter- and who knows why they're there, because like, I guess... <laughs> Whatever. I wrote down Peter and his sister are fighting, but no... Yeah, Peter and his sister are fighting. It's a little boy. You don't know their names. There's a little boy and a little girl fighting, and their dad is on, like, the boat with them. Yeah, they're fighting. Well, they're on the dock, kind of. 
Wait, no, no, they're on the boat and it falls they're over. They're on the boat. Yeah. yeah, it falls over. The dad's like chilling them out and there's a guy. <laughs> Chill them out. And two girls on a boat. Well, a guy and one girl, Marianne, on a boat. Figure it out, Mike. With a girl behind them. This goes on for this. This scene goes on for way too long. I think it's good, man. I the, don't. The kids push the dad in. The boat turns over. It's like it's like a canoe. It's yeah. not like a big old boat. It's like a. What do you? Is it a canoe? Is it a canoe or a kayak or it's 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 one of those little. I mean, it's a canoe. I think. And it's people on it. The it's dad's canoe. lover, it turns out, uh, calls to him from the shore and is like, "Oh, we got to go meet the doc." We and they're like, is Ricky going to be there? And, and he's like, I think he's spending this week with his father. I wish I'd mentioned it. My favorite character is the aunt. <laughs> she's fucking nuts. Well, she's, she's coming up. She hasn't been in the movie yet. So. No, but she's alluded to the doctor. Yeah, she died know. last year. I think. Yeah, last year. And the girl. And was a woman, by the way. Mary a lot Ann of people didn't know. Didn't like, let me drive the boat. And the guy lets her drive the boat, and she they're fucking about. And the water skier is like, the boat. She's like, watch out for the I, you boat. You know what she could have done is just is just what you usually do when you're bail. skiing, and you're and you're ready to stop. You just bail and but fall. She was trying to uh, warn them, like. But the best way you can family. do that is to stop what you're doing, so they said so they have to turn around to come get you. Yeah. Um. And instead of just screaming, where she, they can't can't fucking hear because they're in a fucking motorboat. Motorboat. So <laughs> ends up killing the dad <laughs> and the little girl. You see, so they're a bloody life jacket. So the little girl is dead, and the dad uh, is dead. You don't know. No, don't say that. You don't know which kid died. One of the kids died. One of the kids died. Yeah, yeah. The whole point is, see, Mike. Like when you go did back I spoil and it already? when you yes, yeah, when you go you back and did. watch it. Um, it's easier to see that kind of stuff, but, when, wait, but but upon first watch, you just know that one kid survived and one kid didn't. But if you've never you seen this movie before, Mike, you probably haven't listened to our podcast. Mike, I shut the book up and narrate. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> I mean, let's Will just you go. With me if I don't. Hey, man, I'm no, I'm I'm with so you. So now we now we get yeah. to eight, now it's eight years later, right? It's eight years. Is it? Is um, it eight? Or is it twelve? Or like, yeah, but it, I re- I wrote down the, about the. The girl who is water skiing, she oh, scre- no, has the she has the no. best screams. Like she, after, she won't after shut it up. Happens. She's like, "You've got to help the people." Take that, her Also, when the boat hits them, you see the dummies in, in that motorboat, and it's so hilarious because it's so clearly two dummies in that boat. For sure, it's really funny. But yeah, eight years later, we get the crazy doctor mom slash aunt. Martha. Uh, Mr. Mom. What's her name? Aunt Martha. Martha. Fucking Martha, I love you. You're fucking batshit crazy. Well. She died on the day that Alex and I did an interview with the guy from The Serial Continues. We did our top favorite movies of every year of the 80s. Top slasher from every year of the 80s. Yeah, I listened to that episode. And she had died that day. So that was like uh, probably about a year ago, two years, a year and a half. Death seems to be... In the air today. Well, yeah, I guess. Woof. Go on. Ricky and Angela are gonna go hop on the bus, but the doctor mom has like a string tied around and she's like, oh. Okay, she, Ricky she has is her Ricky is Aunt Martha's Ricky is Aunt Martha's daughter. Angela is son. Ricky's yeah son. Ricky Angela is Ricky's cousin. Wait, wait, so who's Ricky Martin's daughter? So Martha is the auntie. <laughs> yeah, she she is Angela. the aunt of Angela. Um, and 
Yeah, Ricky's cousin. So this is for some reason Ricky apparently goes to this camp every year. Yeah, but Angela years, has never gone to this camp, so I don't really understand why that has never whatever. So the bus pulls up at the camp, and Artie, the head chef. Oh no, she, no, 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 no! This is important. Aunt Martha says she ties the ringer, the red string around her finger, because she goes and gets um, their doctor's notes that are physicals, oh, and, and she tells them, yeah, she make sure you physicals. don't tell them how you got them. Although I am a doctor, and Ricky says, whatever happens, I'll never tell. That's a big tell. No it's a big tell. So then it cuts. It cuts from. She's like, "Have a good time, dear." She's very campy, very she over talks the top. So funny. She's very, and she says everything she's thinking, even though it might not be pertinent to the people she's talking to. <laughs> yeah, she's very over well, the top and campy, and she's a little bit drag. Like she's like a drag do. queen kind of, but God, she doesn't. She's her. not. She's great. But uh, then it cuts to the the buses coming up to camp, and uh, before the baldy thing, there's this kid that's running, Ronnie, and. Ronnie's one of the head counselor, and Mel is the owner of the camp. He's the old guy. Ronnie has like basically panties on with a uh, with a Ro- with Ronnie's a, hot. Yeah, Ronnie always wears like panty shorts and like sure. this. So there's this hilarious kid though that runs. <laughs> he just jumps off the bus, and when he's running by them, because they're like, "You go this way, you go this way," this kid just like fucking. <laughs> plows out like he just falls so hard and you can tell he like it wasn't meant to happen he just fucking road burned all like into that fucking mud and it just keeps going it just keeps going but yeah the scene's gotta go so we meet the head chef Artie and he's talking about fresh chicken and how back where he comes from they call him baldies it's like the most over and uh, Ben, played by James Earl Jones' dad. It's not his older brother, right? It's his actual dad. It's fucking Darth Vader's dad. This yeah. is Sul- yeah. Tulsa Doom. Uh, is uh, Tulsa Doom, yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. Uh, the Tulsa Doom's dad. The stronger than a steel, boy. Um, but yeah, he's like, them kids don't know what you're talking about, are they? He's like, he's like back where I come from, they call them baldies. Fresh chicken. You're not... He is... Uh, you're just too old. And I'm like, he because he gets, he says, you're too, they're too young to know what you're talking about. Not so long. So this is where, uh, Ricky meets his, uh, meets up with his friend, Paul, who he's been friends, best friends with for a couple summers now. And Paul meets Angela and he tells Ricky, wait till you get a load of Judy. Apparently her. Tits her. She's, she's, she, she's gotten tits. Judy finally got she tits. Grew up. Judy yeah, because he that. does the hands over him. Judy, 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 don't go. So Ricky's showing Angela around, and Judy's being a total bitch. And we meet Meg and Susie, the counselors. Oh. Oh, and uh, yeah, so Meg, Yay, Catherine, Tommy, we had the uh, pleasure. Of doing an the interview honor, with honor. Catherine Kami, who played Meg, M E G. And we are going to play that for you now. So I'm real quiet in this interview. I wish I'd said more. Say it now. She was so beautiful Speak and now nice. Ever she was your so fucking cool. Piece. Oh my God. We are super excited to have Catherine Kami, who plays Meg in yeah. Sleepaway Camp. M E G. Meg. Meg. The, the Meg before the Meg. Got it, Capiche? <laughs> Before Jason Statham. <laughs> Jason it's wonderful Statham. to be here. Wonderful to <laughs> thank be you. here. Thank you. So I'm, much. Glad, I'm glad you said it right. M E G. M E G. You got it? Okay. Champion. Capiche? 
Capish? Capish? Um, <laughs> so, so my first question, I'm there. Mike was like, I don't know what to really ask. I was like, don't worry, I got it. I did this already. Like I was like, I got <laughs> questions, so I don't even think there's gonna be time. <laughs> so I think I've got I've got it covered. But um, so we, I read a little bit about how your mom was a classical pianist and your dad was an actor and director, right? Yes. Yes. So correct. You were kind of born into this kind of world. What kind of stuff did your dad do? He did. Um, he did uh, a lot of stuff for sort of for PBS and and uh, well, he had done earlier in his career. He was at Herbert Bergdorf Studios and he had done Broadway shows and some TV series. And then he had a family and he started doing you know less and kind of went into social work. But my mom had always been uh, a pianist and played. A, a, she was a child prodigy and then accompanied ballet classes. So I was thrown into ballet class at a very young age and started performing. By the time I was 11, I was dancing at the Met in New York with the Bolshoi Ballet. And I loved being on stage and um, met a girl there, um, Felice Schachter, who had been on. Um, ah, what's the show? Oh, I forgot the show. Um, shoot. Uh, anyway, it'll hit me. But uh, was it a was, com- saw, drama? So uh, was it a comedy? No, she was on she was on a TV series. Uh, uh, Facts of Life. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both. But she hadn't done that yet, but she was doing commercials and everything. And I'd seen her, we were dancing together and I was like, I want want to do, how do you do that? She said, oh, I have a manager. She gave me the number of a manager. I I asked my mom, can I go meet this woman? I was 11. And she's like, yeah, here's cab fare. And I went up and met her and the rest, the the rest, that's how it started. So, and I said to my dad, I think I'm going to be an actor. And he's like, great. Yeah. So he was all for it. All for it. Yeah. What good. kind of a musician was your dad? I know you said he worked in uh, uh, like uh, 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 not uh, NPR or anything, but uh, PBS. PBS. But like, was he like Neil Sedaka pianist or like? This is her mom. Oh, her mom was oh, your mother. I'm sorry. I yeah, my mom was a musician. She, okay. My dad was more did um, sort of. Uh, he had like a talk show for a little while yeah. on there, um, and he did sort of his own movies, uh, independent stuff. Um, and my mom was the classical pianist for a ballet Ooh. company for Broadway show rehearsals and stuff. So Ooh, I was okay. so that's world. that's the type of music. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was a beautiful way to grow up. And New York was so full of theater and everything. It's sort of if you you gotta be creative if you're in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Way, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I think the reason that this stands out to me is because I can't remember who this is an old interview that I read and I think it might've been Felissa Rose. It was, I think it was Felissa Rose that said, or it might've been um, Karen Fields might've been both of them. But yeah. they, when they found out that you were in the movie, they were really excited because they had seen you in all my Felissa. children. Okay. Yeah. Felissa, Felissa, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. was that kind of your first big, bigger role? Cause were you in a, you were in a few episodes of that, right? Yeah. I did two years on all my children. I was yeah. a contractor. I was a series regular. So I, I had um, done a couple of quite a few things. I've been acting since I was 11 or 12, but nothing. That was sort of my big job. And I was only signed to do two episodes. And after two episodes, they asked me to sign a, a three year contract. And um, so after about two years, I, you know, I, I, I was missing doing other work. It was so hard to do anything else while I was yeah. on the show. Yeah, I've heard that because it's like you just have to roll them out. Like, oh, yeah. Every day. Movie rolls and big stuff, too. And I and I then Sleepaway Camp came along and my storyline had kind of tapered out a little bit and they gave me permission to do it. And they said, the only way we'll let you do it is if we send a car, drive you there 
drop you and then we drive you back. So we're in control of you for the episodes. And I was like, great. So I showed up in a limousine the first day of filming and Felissa was standing there. So I fulfilled her her and idea. She's little of what, too. Oh, so. I mean, she's like, oh my God, oh my God, yeah. So, so were, you, were you like a, a, what kind of character were you in All My Children? A bitch. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. wait, wait, hold on. That. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, what was the audition process like for Sleepaway Camp? Did they just see you on the show, or no? I mean, they may the have. I'm not. I I think he kind of knew of me, um, and and was looking for someone uh, uh, very commanding. And my first audition was completely an improv. Um, and, and he said, be a drill sergeant in the army. And I want you to yell at everyone, really give it to them. And somewhere in there, I want you to spell out the name Meg and spell it out (laughs) and add whatever you want to it afterwards. But I want you somewhere in there yelling at everybody. And as I'm sort of doing this improv and yelling at people, um, he was like, more, more, yell more, be meaner, be meaner. And then, yeah, that was it. (laughs) So. Yeah, and then it got in and i think that was a lot like uh jonathan tierson's audition from what i've heard he just asked him to cuss a lot yeah that's what he says yeah so yeah yeah. um okay so we were talking about this a lot of times people won't give actors the end of the movie they will give they'll give them the script but they will give them the end so when you got the script did they did it have the end on it nope not till we got up there. That's yeah. So how? Thought, so like, when yeah. did you? When did you? When did you find out the end of this movie? When we got up there. Oh, so when the, it there. was when you. Okay, so what did you think yeah. of this twist ending? And at the time, really overt sexual, uh, homosexual overtones. And, the and yeah. mind you, we're we're pretty groovy. Well, yeah, because we've well we talked about how in this time period that um, in slasher movies. It could be seen as very problematic for the trans community, like dress to kill, stuff like that. However, this is kind of a different situation because Angela Peter wouldn't, she, she did not, she wasn't born in the wrong body that we know of. Right. She was forced into another body. So it doesn't really go with that problematic they're totally they're crazy the they're crazy because they're they, they're transgendered yeah. it's more of like she's crazy because her aunt was crazy right like, made her right. be someone that she did she wasn't and yeah then she was bullied i guess uh, I'm yeah. Yeah. no it's a good question that's actually i've never heard it put that way before that's actually a really good point that she was forced into it not like uh, uh but i mean i feel like I don't know. I can't comment on the trans. Karen could. Karen Karen's uh, has a trans son and um, is, is an incredible, loves to talk about it, knows so much. I can't really comment on that. I would I love to talk enough. to her about it. That'd be you got to talk really to Karen. Yeah. yeah. It, it, let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll give you your contact. And she's amazing. She's that would be awesome. Cause that's like, I need, I've met Felissa. Now I've met yeah. you. And I was like, I have to meet you. Cause that's how yeah, yeah. it has a life of its own. Yeah. She's amazing. Well, I mean, but yeah, no, I think it was way before it's time. You know, I don't, I don't think that's why I don't think it was so popular when it first yeah. came out because it was so ahead of its time. And then you had a couple of years after that, you had, uh, I forgot the other movie, uh, with with a transgender person, um, uh, I forgot I forgot the, the name. Game. 
The crime game. Yeah. 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 Well, there are a few few (laughs) fatal games as one. Yeah, yeah. There's some real weird slasher ones. Some of them are like, I mean, it's like weirdly insensitive, but back to Emily's question of that, which was like, I wanted to know, uh, she was, uh, we were talking before, you know, we got on here and I was like, that's the question I kind of wanted to ask. It was like, did they keep it out of the script or whatever? And then whenever you get there, it's kind of like, in it, like kind of a la alien chestburster scene or whatever, like, don't tell them, you know what I right. mean? Like, right. you, know, right. don't, uh, you know, I just want to know if that was yeah. like the, that directorial aspect. But he didn't wait until the very end. No, no, no we knew. Sure. Yeah, we knew once we got up there, but we signed NDAs and everything. So we couldn't yeah. you know, tell anyone. But but again, it was so ahead of its time that I don't think we really thought about it that much. It was a horror yeah. film. Yeah. It was a small, low budget one. It was like, oh, OK. You know, we didn't really put together everything that was going on until we saw it on the screen. And then, you know, whoa, it's just kind well, of yeah, really the impact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember um, I was about seven or eight when I saw it with my friend Kim uh-huh. and yeah. um, when we when that scene came up, we like we we weren't scared because like, we watched a lot of stuff, so we weren't really like yeah. scared, but we were just yeah. like what? And we right. just we right. ran around her mom's house screaming because we didn't know what else to do. We were just like yeah. so overwhelmed by this. Like, what right. is going on? That, that's kind of the right. lexicon of that that kind of movie, though. Is like that's how it gets passed around in like teenage circles. Like, uh, yeah. like I'm only like 37 or whatever, but it's like that was the classic. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the classes. Like somebody's like, "Hey, man!" At the end, and it's like, "Oh, yeah, you never you told." Know, I, that's the only movie I would never spoil for anyone. Well, I was but, like, oh, but also, "You have to watch." But it. also, you watch it a couple times, and then you start seeing a little bit like more of the cinematography and how like it is like a well, worthwhile movie. But like but as a Ricky, kid, you know, Ricky's like playing it, snickering yeah. at twelve years old, and you know, you know about this stuff. But Ricky's playing it sure, in all the murder yeah. scenes because a yeah. he wanted Robert. Yeah. I don't. How do you say his last name? Hiltzik. Hiltzik. That's what I thought. Um, He, for one, wanted people to not to think it wasn't her. Yeah. And her mom had said, because she was only 13, that she didn't want her involved in the death scenes. Right. So right. it kind of worked for him because he was like, because this will work and it'll confuse everybody. Because that scene where Judy, when you watch the the Blu-ray, they've they've brightened up that that scene. So when she sees someone and it's someone in the doorway, you can tell it's Ricky. You can tell yes. it's part of the yes. yes. totally. In totally. the old copy, you couldn't tell. Um, but you can tell it's him in that one. Yeah, well, there's still some theories, you know, that people, fans, or even Felissa and, and Jonathan will have that was Ricky involved. You know, there's still well, some it theories. Seems like he, because he's very protective. Right. I had such a crush on him when I was little. I think he knew. Oh, he's oh, so I, thought cute. Was, I thought he was so cute. I was just so like, cute. He was. He yeah, was. I, when I met Felissa, um, well, for one, I started sweating so much that I looked like I'd just taken Aww. a shower because I was so like, I mean, I was dying. And then we talked forever about this off the baseball scene, which she's not even in that scene. Um, but I love that scene because it's so hilarious. Yeah. Um, but uh, we and then we were talking about how she had kind of dated Ricky while they were on set. Yeah. And she did. said they kind of dated off and on after that. And I was like, yeah, but yeah, what for those sure. frosted tips? What's with that? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. They look so bad. And we like tried to call him <laughs> to ask him about his frosted tips. <laughs> oh, she was like, they don't look good. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. But yeah. I heard, speaking of dating, that you dated Thomas E. Vandell while y'all yes. were? Okay. And he yeah. played Kenny's friend, Mike. 
Yeah. Yes, right. exactly. The yes. Long, the long. Getting into person. Yes. Yeah. Kenny, well, Kenny, as time has gone on, Kenny's my favorite guy in the movie. He got killed way too early. And he has really, <laughs> really good style because those shirts would sell for like $50 at Urban Outfitters now. Yeah. He has always has like a blue paper cult shirts on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and that you thought that he was going to be the next Robin Williams because he was so funny. That's what someone said. I don't know what he that was. Is. He was. He was like, he was like my best friend then. And and we're still friends. And he, no, he was great. But we were kids. We were 18 years old and we dated, we hung out a lot after the movie wrapped. And then for like three, four, five months. And then we kind of went our separate ways, but we were, we never had anything bad to say about each other. We were just kids, you know, we really yeah. were kind of more just hanging out, but he was oh, come so on, funny. Say something so, bad about him. <laughs> what? Was, well, he come on, say something bad He's coming to <laughs> Texas Fright Bear with us. He's coming out in conventions now. He's, he's oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, where's yeah. Kenny? Where's Kenny? Kenny, he's a real estate uh, guy. John Don? John Dunn? Yeah. yeah, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. John, John E. Dunn is his name. He's a big real estate guy in Connecticut now and won't have anything to do with us. I tried to him. He won't Rude. talk to you. Well, that makes sense. Tell, tell him if you can to hit us up and we'll get the dirt on you. <laughs> I've messaged him multiple times to come out and he doesn't even respond. So I'm like, all right, I give up. Well, not a great real estate agent then. I know. You should pretend you're, you're trying to buy a house. I know. That's what I'll do. I'll pretend I'm trying to buy a house. There's a way to box him in. <laughs> um, but so, he was actually in all my he was actually in all my children as well for years and years. He played John Tad. Dunn was, John Dunn was the original Tad Martin. Okay. And then okay. my first week on the show was his last week. And then we ended up in sleepaway camp together. So we kind of knew each other and we were really good friends as well. Hell yeah. And they were getting high for real in those scenes, right? They were getting high. Oh, I have no idea. That I heard that the scene where all the them go skinny dipping and stuff, but they're oh, like really this right before Kenny dies. I have no like, idea. My, him and Mike are like under this uh, under some boats and they're smoking pot. And I I heard I don't know about but, that. I don't know. About I mean, Emily, I see her lawyer advises her not to comment. <laughs> um, this. She was smoking. Like also, it's no. legal in most states, anyways. Now, so I don't think anyone really not cares. back then. No. I think the statute of limitations is up. Like I don't yeah. think anyone cares. I don't think Screen Actors Guild would have allowed it. They they had reps on on set there. I don't think they would have allowed it. But it's a good story. But um, okay. So how this is? I always thought this was weird. So the thing that's really funny about the older kids that are at this camp and i use air quotes so you can't see that so um yeah. they're like i mean billy's what probably like there looks he looks like he's 30 years old um <laughs> so, so, i mean i mean so he's like has, classic has, i mean so much wow. hair on his body also just yeah. uh, um and you're playing a counselor but they're like basically your age yeah so what is the and i guess gino too and um some of those other counselors that are not in it as much susie's probably around that age as well Uh, um is that i mean i guess y'all are just acting so it doesn't really matter but isn't that kind of weird i don't know not really like chris calais and um and felissa and jonathan were all like 13 14 years old and i was i just turned 18 so it wasn't that I mean, you do have counselors who are 18 watching 13-year-olds, so... The, no, the, the older kids that go to camp, like Mike, oh, was a, he's, a, he's a camper, and it's like, who sense is their 17-year-old child? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, you just go with it. Like, I would have been job. Like, peace out, yeah, mom, yeah. I'm not going to camp. Like, I'm, I'm well, like, going to be 18. I was too busy trying to justify why I'm... Want, I was hot for Mel. 
I'm getting there. I'm so getting there. Like I didn't have time for that other stuff. But but okay, before that, so we know Felissa had a romance. You had a romance. Did did Judy, did Karen Fields have a romance on set? I don't think so, to my knowledge. You will have to confirm that with her, but I don't think so. She's one of my favorite people. Uh, Oh, you'll love her. It really does have a life of its own. That side ponytail lives on in Oh, yeah. she, oh, yeah. yes. she's such an incredible strong amazing woman and a, and a dear friend like I just love her like I can't wait to do conventions just so she can I can go out to dinner afterwards and talk all night like I just love her she's oh, I, wanna do, I yeah. hope we can do an That's interview awesome. with her I have a I have a yeah. Judy shirt that I got made for myself she, and it just says Judy on it yeah she just got on Instagram about a month ago so message her and tell her tell her okay. I, I you know and I'll, I'll back you up yeah I'll get to get her name for me, but um, so you did still talk to her. Um, okay, I was also wondering what it was like to work with Ed French. He did the makeup. He was oh. it was like his first job too. He's the makeup illusionist. Yeah. But he ended up doing like Blood Rage and the ter- he did Terminator Two. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's done like huge Terminator Two. Yeah. I mean like that's yeah. what. Incredible. So yeah, and also the makeup in that movie is insane is yeah, the the last bastion of practical effects yeah so yeah what was it like working with him because i mean you had to work with him you die so oh yeah no he was meticulous meticulous the scene uh where i have to have uh do i i don't do i want to say do i want to give anything away i don't know but you i can give the whole movie away yeah oh yeah yeah we, we spoil it spoil it and as soon as he starts talking so yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen it by now, come on, it's been 40 years. Isn't exactly. it? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we know, we always spoil, so. Yeah, the scar down my back took two or three hours, and we filmed it very late at night, and he had me lying on a mattress so that I was comfortable, and he was just meticulous. Like, I've never seen anyone as meticulous and good. I, it was scary just to look at it, how real it looked, and when I'm dead and lying there, like, all the makeup on my face and everything, he's pheno- a phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you do, it does look real. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, me. or what I would that's think. That's the kind of stuff that I, I uh, like the most. Uh, and I know this is kind of nerdy, but like, um, I like uh, my one of my side hobbies is I like build and paint models and everything. And like practical effects to me are like very important of like getting yeah. like lighting right and all that, sh- all that shit and uh, making it look yep. real, yep. make it pop, you know? Totally. Like, yeah. And, and then, ju- and, and the patience to, to do it yeah, so meticulously. Yeah. It's yeah, such an art. Your death is not compared to some of the others is not as you have a stab scene. Um, And there are others that are a little more grotesque. Judy's, I think, would have been they did film it, right? They just ended up scrapping it. I don't know. That's another good question. I think I I I read that they did. But I mean, it's a, you know. You didn't yeah. get all the bees all over you and you didn't yeah. that the, the all that. But it, yeah. it's real. And also I guess that's also yeah. you. Whereas with the Kenny's death, that's a dummy. Yes. And with yeah. uh I'm sure I'm sure with Billy's death, that's not him with the bees all over him. I don't think so. I don't think it's but yeah, no, he had a lot of work and and really made a name for himself with that, you know, his he's he's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and get, blood rage has great effects um, oh yeah so here we get to mel <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, what was it like working with him because a i know that 
he was very sick at the time, but he didn't tell anybody apparently because he died before the movie came out. Yeah. Um, he had lung cancer, I think maybe. You never would have known. It was, but do you have any anecdotes about them? And slash, how do you feel about Meg and Mel's creepy relationship? Because I have the feeling that (laughs) you were, well, that Meg was more wanting to get in the owner's good graces and Mel was a dirty old man. But Meg <laughs> did seem excited to go down this date. I know. Like you were excited you, when you were like, I, know. I got a date. And you're like excited to take a shower. And you're like, I mean, I would have taken my time. <laughs> Jake, but well, you're like, I'm going to this other shower. Yeah, no, I, I I, was trying to justify it from the beginning. Well, I didn't know who they were going to get, first of all, to do that, to do mail till I got up there. I didn't know who was doing. Or maybe I found out and my parents flipped out. They were like, oh, my God, he's incredible. He's a legend. <laughs> amazing so I was excited and then when I, I think we had a kiss that they didn't that they cut so I never had to actually kiss him but he was so lovely and such a gentleman and so sweet you never would have known he was sick ever like that just you didn't see even a second of it um so I, I was really surprised when when he passed because no one knew um you wouldn't have known but but I think I justified it because Meg wanted power and she wanted power and to be it, the boss of everybody and the, the most powerful person there was Mel so if she got with Mel then she was powerful yeah that's and how I justified it because <laughs> I was like that yeah and, and the lips and the lips okay the lips you know come on letter climbing or when he yeah. finds you too is like oh not you Meg not you Meg oh, no. you Meg um yeah, no, he was so lovely and sweet. And he was like, well, he goes, I don't know, you know, I, I, I feel like he said something like, well, I don't know how you feel about this, but this is this is wonderful for me. Like, he was just such a gentleman about it and so lovely. And, yeah, you know, um, and, and a pro. Yeah, his yeah, he was. Yeah. Except for he was in Just Before Dawn, and I don't like that movie. But, um, oh, no. Well, everyone knows that I've said it yeah. a million <laughs> times. I just don't like it. He's, he's not the reason I don't like it. <laughs> So which movie, which movie is that? Just before dawn. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just boring. I called it I just before it. yawn. I like that movie. Yeah, but movie. He's good in it. He's just drunk the whole time. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what, is, so what's your favorite scene from the movie that, uh, that you were in or that you just saw after you? Cause I'm sure there were scenes that you weren't there when they filmed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I loved for me, for my stuff, I loved picking Felissa up and throwing her in, in the lake. Um, yeah. because, there are people that said you felt really bad about it because you and Karen Belt and Felissa were so close on set. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it had to be fun. Uh, totally. But I, I did feel bad being mean to her. She was just a little 13 year old, sweet, innocent girl with the big eyes. And but she was like, no, I was like, you understand I'm going to be really mean. She's like, yeah, give it to me. You know, she didn't, she didn't care. She was yeah. such a, a pro as well. And, but I think, I think I was so, first of all, I've never picked anyone up besides that. That was the <laughs> one and only one and done in my career. Um, and, but picking her up and, and having all that physical stuff was great. And, um, but I was so conscious of throwing her off the dock and not having her hit her head or anything on the actual dock. So that was really scary. And I just, you know, being able to just throw her enough so that she wasn't going to get hurt. Um, and we had to do that a couple of times. So I was very proud of myself that I could do that. And so. you shake her in one scene where it's like, yeah, pretty oh, yeah, hard. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're like, like the, the, you little bitch. Yeah. 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 No, she just never broke. I couldn't believe it. She never no. broke. 
Amazing. No, I, I mean, you can tell she's. Oh, oh yeah. I should say. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it got me, did get me mad. It's like, answer me, damn it. Um, I, well, I would have felt the same way. It's saying I have to update this. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to, do I have to do Edit this? and post. It's saying I have to update her. I don't have more time. Boy, let's, uh, are, are you still there? She's still there. Okay. Well, let's talk to her. Well, we are. I'm just trying to do this. If it cuts out, just send me another Zoom. Okay. Yeah. I'll just do that. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what it's doing. I don't usually use Zoom. Okay. So, um, okay. Yeah. We're, we're coming. So, um, I assume that you didn't really work with Frank the cop. Did you? No. But did you like his mustache? Of course. Okay. <laughs> Classic. I have to Classic. ask about the, the mustache is hilarious. It's the, I just I love it so much. The fact yeah. fake mustache. I don't know what with the special effects being done by Ed French. I don't know how they were just like let's put some felt on this guy's face and it'll yeah. look the same. It's so ridiculous. ridiculous. Uh, they, they, those those used to grow with Murray's hair wax like already in them. <laughs> Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't, we, we don't, we're not bred like that anymore. No, you're not. No, um, I, I haven't shaved in 12 years and look at me. That's because you have hair. But uh, we also, I'm sure you didn't work with this person either, but did you know that young Angela slash Peter, that's the situation's brother? Yeah, well, I found shorter. out later. I met him later. <laughs> he, he, yeah. Well, came, and I watched Jersey Shore too. I, he came, uh, <laughs> and there, he was on the family. What, the what's that show where they go and they have like family crisis or whatever? You think very boot that. camp? Yeah, they they went together for like a uh, no, family no. I think camp. that show is called Found Footage of Who Gives a Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I met him. He was very lovely and fun, and you know, uh, but, but you know, I think he has some other stuff going on, so he kind of dipped out. Yeah. And so the my last question is, we already did an episode uh, on this, but we did do Silent Madness. Oh, and, wow. Yes. And oh, yeah, yeah. Every time we talked about you, we were like, well, she's just always trying to leave. Like, <laughs> she can't, she just can't leave. She's always like, every yeah. time, every time, because I think the whole time I called you, just I just was like, well, Meg from Sleepaway Camp, she's just trying to leave. She just has all yeah. of her bags, but somehow no one will let her leave. Why, why can't she leave? I wanted to be why a is the, girl. Why is the luggage go in the boiler room in the basement? And every and time you know, know, anything about the dance, you're like, I'm out. Like, I wanted to survive something. Something. I want to survive something, you know? <laughs> you did survive and you did, did survive. survive. And you got I to found, you found Ronnie's body. Yeah. Ronnie from Sleepaway yeah. Camp's yeah. dead body in the movie. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I don't I don't know how we ended up again in another movie. He's Paul D'Angelo. It's Paul that's that's Paul D'Angelo, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Paul yeah. yeah. And he's he's also in Silent Madness. So was that yeah. a fun movie to do? It was actually, and I got to play the piano, which I loved. So it kind of honored my mother now. And yeah. that was great. And uh, it, she was so different than Meg and more of a book smart and everything. So, so it was great to play someone. To, and it was supposed to be in 3D when it first came out. Yeah. yeah. But it didn't come out in 3D. So it kind of just disappeared really quickly. But now, of course, it's been re released in 3D and everything. So, so it's much better. Yeah, it's a it's kind of like an odd I'd one. like to watch it in 3D. It's a, it's a weird one because there's a lot of. Yeah stuff happening that you're just like what why is she yeah why yeah. 
Yeah. The girl with the woman and the the guy that they team up and we're like, what what are they doing? I know. What's I know. Happening? And then another iconic actress, Vivica Linfers, who my parents were also incredibly excited about that was in it. Uh, and she was also sort of an icon at that time and had done so much work. And so I didn't know who she was, but they were excited. So then I was excited. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's I think they should have spent more time on the girls, though. In my opinion, but. agreed. I would have always loved more screen time. Always. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's just more fun when you get oh, yeah. when it's like if they're in a sorority, you get to spend time with the teenage, like with the young yeah. kids, like in that kind of stuff. So, yeah. um, what else have you been doing? I mean, we know that you haven't stopped. So, oh, thank you. you. <laughs> into. Yeah. What yeah. No. 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 I'm. I've done a lot of um, guest stars and recurrings on nighttime television and films, and I have a film I did last summer. Um, that will be coming out hopefully soon. And, um, you know, just waiting for the writer's strike to be over to continue, um, working, forgetting that about that. Yeah. My, my daughter is followed in my footsteps as well as my son and, and my daughter's got an incredible career. She's on the rookie on ABC. She's oh wow. um, oh, yeah. movies out. She's got a Christmas Hallmark movie coming out next Christmas. She has a movie called we burn like this, which is quite incredible tour de force for her which is um was out and now you can get it on video uh and um yeah so just just looking forward to to continuing to work for the rest of my life awesome well mm-hmm. we love that we want to see more meg uh, uh, us too <laughs> we'll, we'll never be able to retire we'll definitely uh check out um your daughter's stuff you're into I've it's, seen like, the it's awesome it's yeah she's show. on the first couple of seasons first season two and three i think and now she's coming back um, and she's also an incredible writer and director and, and, uh, has got a lot That's of black awesome. on in that area. So she'll hire me soon. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Can you Great. please send me your movie? I gave birth to you. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. That's so cool. Well, okay. So, and, and you said your favorite scene in the movie, what was it? Regardless what? of if you were in, you said you like throwing her in the water. Oh but yeah. Well, what, regardless. I, mean, I love that, but regardless if I was in it or not, I mean, it has to be something with Judy because she's just such so iconic. I mean, yeah, I'd have to think about it, but I mean, yeah, there's so many, I mean, the baseball scene's great. And then, you know, Judy, huh? How come she gets to sit there and talk to the boys? Yeah. We have to play volleyball. Anything Judy says is just so good. Oh yeah. She's iconic. These comebacks and just, there's so many great scenes. It's hard to choose. Yeah. The, the breath language on, Ricky is hilarious. Uh, everything he says is so out of control. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, eat shit and live. Yeah. I have a coffee mug that says the eat shit, uh, eat shit and live bill. So, Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. I like it when it. I, my favorite is when uh, Kenny <laughs> walks up and he has the bat. And I think Ricky says, come on, take the bat off your shoulder. <laughs> Kenny just is like really quick. Goes, fuck you. Like really <laughs> fast at him. And <laughs> Like it's so funny. He's so hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I guess he's a real estate agent now. So yeah, I mean, we'll, you know. we'll, we'll get a hold of him. I'm, I'm going to trick him. We'll, we'll dig up the dirt on you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but no, we, yeah, we would. Yeah, we'll have to talk to Karen Fields though. That will be yeah. that would be very interesting. She's so interesting, especially all the things she's going through with her trans son is just phenomenal. I mean, I'm so proud of her. 
Well, okay. I'd like to know what okay. she thinks about this movie because, I mean, this is this movie. She's it's not, pretty, for sure. Yeah. She, it's not. She's not trans though. That that's the difference. No, I know. But, you know, no. she was forced into it. That's that's yeah. why I don't find it as problematic as some people would say. You know, dressed to kill, and all these movies coming out where they're like they're psycho because, right. Um, their, of their sexual orientation or whatever, oh, like fatal games right. or something like right. that, right? Or you know, like the, that, 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 that was more the one. bullying aspect or pitching yeah. aspect. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Era. Maybe maybe Angela wouldn't have killed anybody if they just left her alone. Maybe it was your fault, Meg. You sort of not me. You said not me. She you you say she we got a real winner. We got a real winner here. Did you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I saw it coming a mile away. <laughs> yeah. Um but I guess this is where we'll end our interview. Thank you so but, much. Guys, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. You're such a positive, happy bunch. It was really nice. No, it's so <laughs> nice to talk to you. Like, I, I really appreciate it. And it's so nice to meet you. Like, I know this is kind of weird, whatever, but uh, no, it's cool. Meet you too. Come out to one of the conventions so we can say hi in person. I want to. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. Because are you going to be there this year at FrankenCon or? At which one? FrankenCon. No, one that you had to cancel last year. I think Felissa's going to be there, maybe. I don't know. I'm doing four or five this summer, so I don't know. But okay. uh, I'll, I'll look. I'll look and see. Well, thank you so much, and we're going to continue on with the movie talking awesome. about it. So, yeah. thank you so much for your time, Later. and we will. Yeah. Well, hopefully, we'll meet you soon. Definitely. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Good night. Yeah. Okay. So back to the movie. That was awesome. Thank you you so much, Catherine. Catherine. That was so cool of you to make time of your busy schedule to talk to us. Thank you so much. Peons of horror fandom. But we moving on up in the motherfucking world. <laughs> he's rapping uh, again. Oh, I did rap again. Yeah, yeah. He's officially rapping. So Angela's like staring at Judy and she's like, you're a real winner. And we're at the lunch hall and Meg's with Mel and Ronnie and talking about how she won't talk this uh, Angela. She won't eat anything. So Ronnie's like, I'm going to take Angela back to the kitchen. And he does so. I guess he's going to find her a candy bar or some shit, whatever Angela's eat. Did she? She never picked anything, right? Well, no, mm. she didn't have time. Peanut butter. That so, always works. Yeah, Meg's like, she's a spoiled brat. Meg, we love you. Yes. Um, yes. And she Artie, says the name's Meg. Or he's like, I got this, Ronnie. And get he takes, and get with it. He takes uh, Angela into some kind of like dry food storage area <laughs> and starts coming on to her kind of and he starts taking off his he starts unbuckling his belt ben tells ronnie that uh somebody's calling on the phones yeah that's why he left yeah um but while he's unbuckling Meg, megan's talking shit to to An- about angela to ricky yeah, she tells a joke that says if she were in a, he says, uh, he says, uh, she's just, she's just quiet. And she's, she goes, if she were any quieter, she'd be dead. And I was like, what kind of, that's a, okay. That's real. <laughs> Weird joke. But, but uh, Artie's okay. undoing his belt when Ricky walks in and he's like, he, uh, Artie kicks them both out and, uh, they run past Mel freaking out because there's some 
molestation that was averted, barely. Ben's shucking corn, and they're putting it in a huge pot. And we see some stalker vision happening. And he <laughs> already puts a shit ton of fucking salt into this corn water, which one will do. Hey, wait, pause. Have you guys shine. seen this video of this cat eating corn on the cob? <laughs> and it's just like... It's like no. slathered in corn juice and bits. It's just if yes, I, I saw it on Facebook. Look for the cat with a Hitler mustache eats corn there on the cob. What Mike. the fuck? I, it's the best thing I've seen. In All right. Except, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Mike. Wait a minute. Cats like corn on the cob. I don't know what's what up. What was with the it. Hitler mustache on this cat? I'll show you. Why later. did you mention that? Because if you want to see the exact video I'm talking about, that's. There are several you know cats to be aggress. I guess address. I'm sure it'll. It's a white cat with gray, and but it's got like a big black mustache. And it's it's a fascist. Can you go on? It's a fascist cat. Cat eating corn on the cob. Mike, look me in the eyes. Why any, do you? Anytime. Why do you like this? Like, like stupid videos. No, no, the fascist cat. Because he's really cute. He reminds me of Bert. This is a solemn Do you version of Bert? not self-milking. Dude, um, I am not a Nazi. <laughs> I know, you're Jewish. A Nazi would kill me. Uh, I'm not Jewish. So you I'm wa- but you watch Nazi cats. He's not a Nazi cat, he's just a, a mentally challenged cat eating corn on the cob. Mm. And maybe he's just I, a normal I cat, think, but uh, he's high on this corn. I think I know what you're doing, Mike. I don't think you know nothing, you son of a gun. Okay, so lots of salt. Um, somebody starts starts pushing. Art. Ben goes outside to take a break, letting Artie finish up. And somebody comes behind Artie and starts pushing him towards this huge pot of corn. I don't think... I think this pot was specially made for the scene. I've never seen a pot that tall. No, in my life. I mean they no. It's in, they have it. It's industrial, like for like they for places camps. like camp and yeah, where they have to do like big catering stuff. Like they have to have like you know four hundred corns on the cob or whatever. So Artie sees who the, is the, doing the this. The pot. He Are we going back to the cat Nazi cat? No, the, po- the pot. Okay. The pot. He's not a Nazi. He just has a Hitler mustache. The pot that falls. The cat? No, we're talking about Artie the chef. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Artie sees who the fucking killer is. They're no, they're not a killer yet. But he sees, um, and the chair gets pulled out. He falls in the pot. Well, the pot falls on him. He's got bad burns, but there's no fucking way in hell he's dead. Okay? So, um, we hear some great screams. Artie can scream like a motherfucker, even if he is a pedo. Ben comes in and reacts really well. Like, ooh. And the medical team takes him away. So, at this point... When he gets to the hospital and like wakes up, he should be like, oh, that little bitch Angela poured that boiling water on me. But he never fingers her. <laughs> he, he wanted to finger her, but he never does Jesus, say it. man. Hey, I'm not Artie. Uh, I know, but. Um, but yeah, the movie should have ended right there when he's like, oh, that, little, <laughs> that little bitch poured this water the on me. The movie should end right there, folks. So Mel wants to keep this a secret from everybody. He offers. Ben. He does say that the 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 cop says like um, every nerve on his on his body must feel like it's on fire, and he's like, "Does 
is he going to ever be able to see? And he said, we don't, it's too early to tell. So, so he already saw her. If he couldn't speak. I don't think he could speak. I'm sorry, but burn victims can speak. I They're just, like, oh, everything no, I think hurts. They, no, they, they have, okay. He was a, screaming. Okay, A. Mike's been hanging out in the burn unit again. A, I don't need to suspend my belief. A, a lot of times burn victims, if it's that bad, that does end up killing them. So I wouldn't be surprised if that had killed him eventually. Shut up, Mozart. And also, um, (laughs) I don't think that's going to be the top thing on his. They probably put him to sleep almost immediately if it didn't make him unconscious. Well, he's going to wake up. Not if he died from the burns, Mike. We don't know. It doesn't matter. Just move on. It doesn't. It does not matter. Crack that whip. It does. Well, just doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Okay, so Ben is now the head chef. He gets a fifty dollars raise to take over, and part of that is. Stan hush huff. They don't want anybody to know that Artie got burned. Which Ronnie is like, I don't see why it's such a problem. It was just a fucking accident. And Mel's like, well, I still don't want anyone to know about it. So so this is where Ricky is trying to do a prank of mind over matter on Mozart. And he does ends up doing a sit up into someone's ass. <laughs> Pretty great. And then there's some baseball. Seven baseball scene's ass. my favorite scene. You want to talk about the baseball scene? Uh, it's just hilarious. They're playing baseball. Like no, nothing it's really. It's really good. Nothing bad it's, happens. It's, um, there's a bet, a five dollar bet. Iconic. And uh, the, the the smaller the younger boys are against the older boys, and it's just a cuss fest. Well, Mozart's and playing electronic boxing, but still manages to make a big catch that wins the yeah, game. Yeah, we did say he was he might have been mo- he was on he was on the verge of being most athletic when we did a Sleepaway Camp Superlatives episode with Brad, or I did one with Brad, and he wins we were the like, goddamn game. We were like we were like yeah, that catch alone maybe pushed him up to most athletic. <laughs> But I said also I most intelligent, can, and he was like, why Ronnie would he be most move. intelligent? And I was like, I don't know, because he like pl- I, glasses and stuff. I don't really know. But Gino, Gino, that camp counselor with the midriff shirt. I'm more Ronnie. I like Gino more. I want to see Ronnie and Gino fuck. Gross. Catherine, call me. I hope you're not listening to this. Dude, I don't want to watch anybody fuck unless I'm like on Pornhub or something. Like uh, yeah, two, unless I'm planning. Unless, I'm, unless it's shit. something that I'm planning on, on doing. Like, yeah. let, let's be adult about this. <laughs> So it's time to go to the social. <laughs> told about it. It's time to go to the social. And no, keep, it's not the social. It's, it's just there is. It, no, the that's later. This is just they're just hanging out in well, the. Kenny's wearing center. a bitchin' blue oyster cold shirt. Yeah. Um, they're about. They're gonna go skinny dipping, and Billy they, tells they Kenny. Angela, no, Billy's like. Um, they they say send them how it'd be funny to ask Angela. Um, she's because just, she's weird, she's and Billy. So Billy dares Mike and Kenny to go do this, and they're like, "We don't." He's like, "Unless you're chicken," and so they're like, "Fine, we'll do it." And then this does. It, this ends up being a really hilarious scene, there where he's like, they go up and they're like trying to like put their moves on her, and like she's not still not talking, and then uh. They're, they get fed up, and Mike goes, "What's the matter? Can't you talk?" <laughs> and he goes, "And Kenny goes, uh, I told you, I told you she was a nutcase. I told you she played with half a deck. Ain't you, Angela?" And he does a thing with his eye hat with his hand where he's like around to, to say she's crazy. Ricky walks in with that bitch and cowboy hat. Oh, but Mel also shows up and May waves at him. Yes, but. Uh, Ricky, Ricky. Ricky walks in with a cowboy hat with Paul. Paul goes and sits down next to Angela after Kenny starts, uh, or 
Ricky goes up and starts uh, starts to follow Kenny and Mike. Now they make sure to move the cowboy hat before everyone piles into this fight. However, the hat does come back in continuity error, um, and Meg and Mel are just watching the fight. They aren't doing anything about it. They're just like sitting there watching it happen. Then Paul starts. After flirting with Angela, this is after they break it up, and um, Ricky's like, "Pricks, I'll I'll beep all your motherfucking asses." And uh, Gino's (laughs) like, "We got to take you to the infirmary before your mouth gets any any more trouble." So. Fight's over. Judy's, but, uh, Judy's watching the flirting. Yeah, Judy's, Judy's talking to these two guys, and they're like real into her, but she's busy watching Paul flirt with Angela. And I have a note that the music gets really awesome. Right it's there. it's the... Ta- it starts playing the, the final music, Angela's yeah. theme, but it has another song playing before that. Anyway, um... Paul's just basically talking to Angela. She won't answer. She's talking. He's talking about like all the bullshit him and Ricky. Yes, done the last and he's years. like, uh, he says something about the girls' panties up the flagpole, and he's like, I guess that's inappropriate. And then Gino comes in and says, it's time for this buck Betty to go uh, to go to bed. And so <laughs> Paul gets up and he's like, Well, see you later, Angela. And then we have this. She speaks. She is. Good night. Good night. And he goes, Good night. <laughs> He's so, like, wow, wow. We've got her talking. She talks wah. it like, I don't know, 45 minutes into the movie. <laughs> like, so, sure, yeah. Yeah. Billy and Mike and Kenny and all the dudes are trying to get the girls to go skinny dipping. But, uh,. Be, oh, Kenny and Mike are then smoking weed, and the boys get naked and get in, and Kenny gets Leslie to go on a moonlight canoe trip, and he's uh, talking about snakes and turtles, and he tips the canoe to scare her, and Kenny's under the canoe. Leslie's just like, fuck this, I'm swimming to the shore, but somebody pops up, who is the killer, he pulls... Uh, they- no, Bob or Bob. <laughs> Boppery Bob. When he when he when he knocks her out of the the um, canoe, he gets underneath her. He's like, Leslie, Leslie, Boppery like, oh. Bob. Hey hey, Boppery Bob. And then you see someone with black hair. <laughs> he's got a theme song. You see someone with uh, black someone with black hair come up, and he's like, Well, I bet a bunch of the guys would be uh, interested in seeing you, and they. Whoever it is pushes him down, and then he he like puts his hand up, like he's waving goodbye uh, while he's being drowned. Well, and his then, friends just leave him. And it cuts. And it cuts. Well, <laughs> like no, Mike, Mike, try, Mike tries to, and he's there like, just leave him. He's being an asshole. Um, and, and then it cuts to the the next day. The lifeguard. I love Gina? that guy. The who guy. Is, I don't know it? who that is, but it's is this. He's fuck, angrily he's cleaning. So funny. He's like, fuck this. Get this. Goddamn get this. Kids. God, Mel. Uh, I'll, you get it. <laughs> so when he picks over the canoe, Kenny's dead body comes out and he has a water snake come out of his mouth, it's awesome. which is a throwback to something he had said to Leslie in the canoe. He said, right now is where all the water snakes are out and he scares her. So that's a, you know, callback to him saying that a water snake does come out of his mouth when he finds his dead body. And then this is where we see Frank the cop for the first time. Yeah. Frank the cop is amazing. And then Mel tells the cops it was an accident, but Ronnie's not so sure. He And he tries to say something, but when he starts talking, Mel is like, he stops him. And then Mel an is accident. like, he's like, uh, well, it was an accident. And Frank... The cop is like, well, I didn't say that. I said that a, you know, we'll know more later. And he's like, well, 
I'll just, that's what I'm going to tell the parents. And he walks away and then Frank says to Ronnie, he's like, before he bit your head off, it sounded like you were going to say something. And Ronnie's like, I remember that kid being a damn good swimmer. Yeah. So he doesn't, he's like, it's just weird that he would drown. So then we got Angela watching a game of volleyball. And Paul comes up and starts to ask her about going to the movie oh, she's, together. she's all talk. Right now. now she can talk about hey, everything. Paul, how you doing? She's like, oh, Paul, hey, so how are you? you. Um, and Judy's like talking shit to Meg. We love you. About yeah, and she's Angela. like, how, she goes, how come, how come Angela gets to talk with the boys when we, we have to play volleyball? And Meg goes over there and tells Paul to scram. And Susie tells Meg to chill the fuck out. It's like, mind your own business, Susie. Meg's gonna Meg. And the kids Meg's fire. gonna Meg. So she's yeah, like, what's Meg's wrong with it? She, well, she tells Susie, Susie tells Meg. She's like, what's wrong? She just said that she she was just wants to talk with the boys, and she's like, a bitch. I don't know. So the kids file out of the movie night, and Paul walks Angela to who her bunk, and Judy says no to. What are you, what? Ricky. Ricky tries to get with Judy again. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, uh, yeah, no. Oh, she goes, she goes, I don't have time for your nonsense, Ricky. <laughs> it's true. Paul is kissing Angela. And Judy's teasing Paul. No, no, she, no, he doesn't kiss her yet. He kisses, this is where he, they go back to her, he takes, he walks her back to her bunk and that's when he takes her to the side of the bunk and he kisses her and she acts kind of weird about it. He's like, is it okay that I did that? And she said, yeah. And then he, he does it again and she's kind of weird and she's like, I gotta go. And she just like goes back to her bunk. And Judy gives him hell. And then there's this. No, she doesn't. She doesn't see it at that point. That's later. I don't write down things that don't happen, bitch. Well, I, it sounds like I, I, I can, I know the fucking script. Well, guys, guys. Do you know what happens now? The shaving cream prank on Mozart. Oh, I did know that, <laughs> And he pulls a knife, and Gina's like, Yeah, he pulls a fucking knife, because they do the prank where he's and asleep, p- and he puts whipped cream, or shaving cream on his face, so he gets a goddamn knife out. Like It's, it's like, like a Rambo knife that yeah, would come in the so mail. Gino comes, yeah, Gino comes in, and he's like, What the fuck? Yeah, he's like, Give me that knife. What Mozart. Overreact. <laughs> it's insane. So they, but then they puppy pile, all the boys puppy pile on Paul. Because they know that that he kissed uh, Paul and Angela sitting in a tree. Yeah. King. I have written down Burt Reynolds. <laughs> he was you know? there. Mm-hmm. So he was there. Then we got Judy and, <laughs> Judy and Meg scheming. I've seen Boogie Nights. I know what's happening behind the scene. Uh-huh. Meg, the same thing as in this movie. Uh, Meg's trying to talk to Angela, but... Um, Angela won't talk to back to her, so she shakes the shit out of her. And Ronnie's like, hey, what the <laughs> fuck? Ronnie's just having a... Oh, Gina did the last one. Good thing Ronnie was there now. Judy gets out of the shower and starts talking shit um, about Angela getting Megan into trouble. And is like, why won't you take a shower with us? And this is where the carpenter's dream. Oh, yeah. She, no, hold on. She is like... Um, Angela doesn't want... Uh, I bet you, you haven't even gotten your period yet. Angela wants to take a shower when nobody can see, nobody can see that she has no hair down below. No pubes. And at this baldies. moment, Susie is trying to... Susie's trying to stop her, but she goes, she's a real carpenter's dream. A flat as a board and needs a screw. That's and then Susie good. says, uh, stop it. 
Judy, Judy says, smacks Judy. Judy. No, Judy says, fuck off. Then okay. Susie smacks her. And, uh, Susie smacks her. And she runs smacks off. Judy. Yeah. And, no, Angela's like, I gotta go. Like, yes. Angela's just like, I gotta go and see my cousin. <laughs> like, and, and and she started While she's going it. to see Ricky, she gets hit with a water balloon where these dudes are having a water balloon fight on the roof. And Billy... Is the one that threw us, and Ricky's pissed, dude. Ricky's going off on Billy. Each other wet and like glistening on top of a roof, and uh, so Ricky's just going off. Paul runs and gets Angela, and Mel is like, "Dude, chill the fuck out," to Ricky, and he punishes both Billy and his crew and Ricky. I don't think they get dinner or something. And the kids, there's kids running, and um, Billy says he has to take a wicked dump before the baseball game. And somebody locks him into the toilet with a broom handle and cuts through the the screen and drops a hornet's nest into his stall. So he finally does break down the door, but it's too late. He falls over dead. With a fucking swarm of bees on his face. You couldn't pay me enough to do that. Well, I don't think that was real. You think it was just like a human-shaped honeycomb model? <laughs> yeah. Well, Mel and Ronnie are talking about all this bullshit that's happening. Mel's freaking out, and he thinks that he knows who it is. He thinks it's Ricky. We don't know that yet, but he does. Angela's lurking and gets scared by Paul. And they go to the lake to kiss, but he's trying to kind of feel her up, and she pushes him down and runs. No, stop. <laughs> That's my non titties. <laughs> and I don't know why I wrote kids laughing at gays, <laughs> but a boy's pointing a finger at a girl. Wait, is this a. Is this the water balloon scene? We're past the water balloon scene. Uh, Oh, oh, it's where where the little kids... It's a flashback where the little kids are watching their dad and his lover in bed. And they're they're, pointing and laughing. And then it cuts to them sitting in a bed. And they're pointing at each other. And the bed is going in a circle. Exposition. um, And then, then that cuts. And then she pushes Paul off and says no. And that's how I knew that it was a... That was the dad's lover on the dog. Yeah, that's how you know that. Guy. That's how you know. But that's when uh, Paul's trying to get in her shirt, and yeah, and she when she it. when she's having that flashback, that's where she goes. She violently. She pushes says him no, down. and she pushes him off and runs away. So this is when the rest of the kids are playing capture the flag. They're all playing it, and she's like, Ricky's like, I have a plan, and she's like, I don't really feel like it, Ricky, because um, you know she had this thing with Paul or whatever, and he's like, Well, this is my plan. We're gonna go around from the back, whatever. He has some kind of stupid ass plan. But also, this Judy kind of swoops in on Paul. Well, this a is bit here. this is how that, that's I'm getting. So she he his plan is for her to go somewhere so he can create a distraction, whatever. When she goes through this uh, this uh, shortcut. She finds Paul making out with Judy. Yeah. So uh, then she just runs off. Ricky and Angela both see it. Yeah. They, and then because uh, those of you, are yeah. you supposed to think it's one of those two by this point? Yeah. Yeah. Now, well, you're. You, you, I mean, I think people usually think it's Ricky for most of the movie because I mean Mel they are his so. hands and stuff. But anyway, yeah. So they, she runs off after she sees it, and he's like Angela, and she's like, whatever. Judy's happy with herself. Ha. Oh, okay. Cool. 
So moving on to they're at the lake, I think. Ronnie and Mel. Uh, yeah, this is where Mel finally tells Ronnie that he thinks it's Ricky. Is it? This is also when they throw Angela in the yeah, water. Yeah, Meg and Judy um, get Angela and throw her off the dock into the water. Because th- that's like, this is the second confrontation that they have. Um, but Paul also, before she gets thrown in the water, Paul comes up and t- starts talking to her. Because this is not the time before when he comes up and talks to her when she's just watching them at the lake. He's like, they're very flirty. But this time he's gotten in, you know, he, she's caught him kissing they're getting bloody. They're getting dirty. He comes and he apologizes to her. And she kind of, it seems like she's accepting his apology. But then Judy comes up and he immediately like just fucking leaves her there. He's like, here comes Judy. I'm li- or no, no, no. Meg, no, Meg comes over there. No, but, but Judy comes up first. He, she, she says that uh, Paul called Angela a prude. And um, Paul's like. I mean, you can tell he did say that, yeah. but uh, he feels bad about it. Um, so whatever, they're kind of back together. However, he runs away when my Meg comes up, and then Meg's like, "It's time to get that beautiful bod in the water." So she, while <laughs> she picks her up, uh, Mel Mel grabs Rick. Mel grabs Ricky, and he's like, basically telling him he thinks that he's I know a killer. What she did. And, and Ronnie stops him. And Ricky's like, what the fuck are you talking? Because he's like, he's like, how are you enjoying camp? And Ricky's like, it's fine. I don't know. He's eating a candy bar. He's just like, and then he starts saying shit, like weird shit to him. And Ricky's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And uh, then. Um, the lifeguard and Ricky are saving. Then they see yeah. that he sees Angela get thrown in the water. And so he runs towards Angela. And then. Um, the lifeguard calls Meg a peckerhead. Yeah. A peckerwood. <laughs> he calls her a peckerwood. Oh, was it wood? Yeah, a peckerwood. Um, then it cuts to the social. I yeah, think. there's a counselor meeting before the social. And the little kids are going to go camping with. with uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, the other guy. Gary um, or something. Maybe Gary's the a lifeguard. Guy. No, he's not. The kids he's are not. camping with the other No, guy. he's just, he's just the o'clock. he's just the little kids counselor. But um, he they're telling Ronnie's telling um the count they're all together. Meg has the night off. And she's gonna go and she's gonna go eat dinner with, with Mel, Mel um who has a crush on her and it's real weird. Um and he tells Gary or whoever that guy is uh, that he's Gary, gonna take his o'clock, little kids. That there's guess. about six, five or six of them. And all the, that he's that he has to take them Jeff's camp. Uh, he has to take them. Do all those kids die? Uh, two the, of them don't because they want. Remember, yeah, the two they, want to go they leave. All kids That's, die. Yeah, um, uh, uh, they grow up to be adults. Most of them. Uh, yeah, there are two then, that. Then there are two that are. Um, I want to go home now. There are two that are no, going to leave, but he has to take. To. He has to take his little group up to spend the night. Okay, but back to Whatever. where we are now. Yeah, there's yeah, a, there's too to long him, of a man. line at the girls' cabin for hey, man, Meg I, to take a shower, so she's going to go next door. Man, do what? Put your hand down. Narrate. I was narrating until you interrupted me. No gestures. Fuck you. No, fuck I, you. I, I went in to talk about what was going on in the movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I that's was a, adding that's what, what was, I was going on in the movie. Yeah, I was just... Um, Fuck y'all, go on. Okay, so yeah, the shower line's too long at the girls' cabin, so Meg's going to go next door so she can get ready for a date with Mel. But there's an intruder, and as she's taking a shower, um, she's stabbed in the back and... St- the killer like drags the knife all the way down through the shower curtain. Good effect. It is good. But uh, oh, and they also like wash off the blade in the shower. I thought that was a nice touch. And Eddie, on somebody's grave. Eddie is the counselor that's with the little kids. 
And uh, Paul and Angela are hanging out outside the social, and Paul uh, Paul apologizes. And <laughs> Judy's being a bitch. Are, are you trying to do a pun? Judy's being a bitch. Uh, Paul apologizes. Yeah, Judy, Judy is with Mike now, the blonde-haired guy. And the, she passes Kenny's them. Friend. and um, So Paul is still trying to apologize to Angela. And then she says the very iconic quote, which she wrote on my uh, autograph picture that she did for me, where she says, meet me at the waterfront after the social. And if yeah. you ever listen to the band Body Girls, which was an old band of mine, we had a song about Sleepaway Camp Emily's called Meet Me at the Waterfront. And she's not Are you on to, Spotify? No, we're on Bandcamp. It's it. a band called Body Girls. And we have two songs, Pure Motorized Instinct, it's about Dawn of the Dead, and uh, Meet Me at the Waterfront about I'm, Sleepaway I'm, Camp. I, I'm in a band with one of the dudes You didn't want to talk girls. about that normally. Which one? Don't say the name of my oh, band. yeah, he was in it for the first show, yeah. We so, played two shows. The Little Kids start whining about being cold and they want to go back two of them and fucking eddie just leaves it is eddie eddie sorry yeah and you see somebody stealing the hatchet that he left there so mel is at the social looking for may also also fucked up because like those kids didn't do fucking anything at least there's a reason for every one of these other people to die like, well, no one should get killed over bull- bullying but someone. Won't. But I mean, like, there's so a reason Angela why. Angela wasn't at the dance. Back. She was out killing children. Is that right? <laughs> I, I, well, there, it is a plot hole. Well, well she could have. I guess she left for a second. They hold. They showed a whole movie. So, I mean. But this is the dance. Right. I, I feel dance like they night. were watching a movie. No, that was earlier. Yeah, yeah. it was a dance. Mike, you're already late to the ball center. Let's Mel shows up looking for Meg because Meg never came to dinner. And um, Judy's making out with uh, Mike, and she Mike. goes, "Do you have to kiss so wet?" <laughs> so funny. You gotta kiss so wet. Yeah, that was a good line. But uh, Mel's like, "You shouldn't be reading in the dark." You'll yeah, because she gets him to hide under the bed, and Mel comes in, and he, she's like pretending to read a magazine. He's like, "You didn't want to go to the thing." And she's like, "No, whatever." Yeah, he says that. Then he leaves, and then Mike is like, "I'm leaving," and she's like, "You don't have to be such a pussy." Or, and, and he's like, he's afraid of getting caught. So he leaves. Oh, yeah, she calls, she calls him, him a chicken shit. Yeah. And then she <laughs> oh, like. And she told Mel like, oh, she last time I saw her, she went next door to take a shower. Yeah. So Mel goes next door. But, and, but before Meg, before Meg is found, Judy gets hers. Isn't it? Or no. is it after? She falls out right in front of. Okay, so Mel. he goes over and, and he's like, show. I'm going to kid Ricky. So yeah, he's like, oh, no, not you, Meg, Judy's, Meg. Judy's told Mike to fuck <laughs> off. So she's curling her hair, straightening her hair. I don't know what that shit. And she, somebody comes in. She thinks it's Mike. And she has a very scornful voice. She's really good at that. Yeah. But, uh... She gets punched. Oh, and then she gets fucked with a curling iron. Again, I don't think that kills somebody. I don't think that's what kills her. She puts, she, uh, um, the killer puts a pillow over her face. Oh, I think she got smothered. While the pussy While comes. she was getting the curling iron put up in her vagina. Ouch. Uh, um, so then you, we cut to, hands. that's when Cotter we cut ass. to the campers. The ca- we, uh, Eddie gets back right after that. Uh, you, sh- we should, shows Eddie get back Eddie to pukes. the camp. He sees the fucking chopped up. Kids. You don't see the kids. You just see like bloody sleeping yeah, it's, bag it's, lumps. But it's four kids. But he's just like, Bleh. yeah. God, I probably puked too. And then he runs for help. Yeah. Ricky shows up to the social to get food because dinner sucked. And Jeff's like, okay, sure. And he comes out with a bunch of candy. He looks like he's stocked the fuck up. Also, somewhere before this, Mel is like, I'm finished because uh, everyone's dying. 
Yeah, maybe that's when he found Meg. Yeah, well, he says that. He goes it to Ronnie. I, th- I thought he said that after. He goes and tells it. He goes, he's talking to Ronnie. And Ronnie gets like, a call about the dead so kids Ronnie, from Eddie. Yeah, from Eddie. when he finds that out, Mel's like, we're finished here. And then Ronnie calls Frank the cop. <coughs> <laughs> but while Ricky's walking Mel, away. Mel attacks the shit out and yeah. starts gorilla pounding. I've never yeah. seen somebody attack like that, but it looks really effective. Yeah, it's Just like, bad. I'm a monkey I mean, now. He beats the fuck out of him. Yeah, I thought he beat him to death. Well, he, I think he thought he did. Because he he get he thinks he did because he gets up yeah. and he's like I've got to get away I've got to run away, and when he's running away he's in front of the um he's in the archering archery range and, like, and he gets right you. in front of a uh, of the bullseye where you would you know shoot to your um, arrow and it's one of the best effects in the movie there it's are um, people I I have I finally figured out how they did it but it is very very well done you can barely tell I mean he gets shot with an arrow he gets shot with an arrow there is no edit there's not a cut in that scene for them to stop put the arrow in and cut it back in that is not how they did that effect um, they did it with a fit with a line, some kind of I can't remember what kind of line it is, but they pull it down. It's it, but they do it really quickly as soon as the arrow goes in, so that when the arrow goes through Mel's neck, it really looks like it goes completely it's through his, through the front, out the back, and there is not a cut in the in the cinema, in the film. So the cops come. The counselors are trying to. Frank the cop has up. a new mustache because he was an actor and and didn't think he was going to have to film any more scenes, so he shaved his mustache off. So this guy is just back with this mustache that looks like two pieces of felt on his fucking face, <laughs> and it is the greatest thing I like it, I like it more seen. when it's back. I mean, it's so I like fucking it more funny when it's on a cat that's eating corn. Anyway, um, so Paul's down at the waterfront and Angela shows up and she walks up and she's like, let's go skinny dipping. No, she doesn't. She goes, she says, let's go go swimming. And he was like, well, what about our clothes? And she says, take them off. Yeah. That's, yeah. And the cop finds a candy wrapper and Ricky laying there, but he's still alive. Yay. So he starts carrying him out. And they're screaming. Oh, and someone finds Meg. They find Judy. No, they find Meg. They find Judy in the cop pews. He's it's, like, oh, oh. No, it's Meg because Susie goes, it's Mel, Meg. Mel found Meg. She says it's, but she goes, they didn't, Mel, they, they, so they, they didn't know find, that. They, they didn't Judy. know about Meg. She comes out and she says, it's Meg. It's so awful. And then that's when the cop comes back out and he like shakes his head. Well, Ron and Susie are looking for... Paul and Angela, they hear singing, and there's Angela with Paul's head in her lap, and she doesn't answer to them because she doesn't really talk much, but we get the flashback to Peter, and Aunt Martha Okay, we get the flashback to, to Aunt Martha talking to a child who is the who is the child that survived the boat crash at the beginning, but this kid has a turban thing on his head. So Bandages? I guess so, yeah. And she's like, you know, Ricky will be home soon, and uh, we already, we already have, have another boy. little boy, so another one just simply will not do. Well, um, well, uh, I think I'll call you Angela because that means angel. I'm sure it does. I think you're gonna like that name, won't you, Peter? And the kid looks up, and as soon as that happens, Paul's head rolls off of Angela's lap, and mm. she stands yeah. up and she turns around, and it cuts to Ronnie she and Susie. And Ronnie and Susie are like, "Oh my God, it can't be!" And it cuts to her again, and cuts back, and he's like, "Oh my God, she's a boy!" And then it cuts back to Angela, and she has a penis. 
You see the penis. And then it cuts on her face, her growling fades face. To green. And it fades to that fucking kick ass song. You're always you're just what I've been looking for by Frank Vincy. Frank Vincy. Okay. This Do you help opening that, that? that's for you. That's yours. This okay. Is mine? Yeah. So kill count. One is John Baker, who is killed by a speedboat at five minutes in. Cool. Um, and one of John Baker's children who is killed by the speedboat at five minutes in. Three is Kenny, who's drowned in the lake at 35 minutes nice. in. Four is Billy. He's stung to death by bees at 15 minutes in. Meg has her back slit open with a knife at one hour and four minutes. Number six is Judy, who's smothered and penetrated with a hot curling iron at one hour and 12 minutes. Death seven, eight, nine, and ten are the young campers who are found Poor hacked kids. to death with a hatchet at one hour and 12 minutes. Eleven is Mel. He's shot with an arrow through the neck at an hour and 15 minutes. And our twelfth death is Paul, who is decapitated at an hour and 19 minutes. Our non-counted death is Artie, who is hospitalized after being burned with boiling water. Fate unknown. The budget of this movie was $500,000. It made a um, it made eleven million. Damn. The oh, film yeah. became yeah. an. Is there? Which now okay so nowadays eleven million equals thirty three almost thirty four million dollars. Damn. Oh, yeah. no, um, no, no, no. I mean, I, I can see how it made it. Like, yeah. It, it is the right time, the right movie. Yeah. Um, the film became an unexpected hit and somewhat of a cult favorite for horror movie buffs. It made twenty two times more than it, uh, what was spent on it. So. Um, the director, Robert Hiltzik, dedicated the movie to his mother, who died before production began. Um, the financial inheritance from her death provided the bulk of the movie's funding, which is probably why he called her a doer. Hell yeah, mama. This is Mike Kellen's final film, Mel. He was sick during filming, but did his best to conceal it. He died of lung cancer in August of 83, three months before the film's release. He also played Ty or whatever in uh, Just Before Dawn, who I kept calling Tid. Um, okay, so Jonathan Tiersten was given the role of Ricky after an unusual audition in which writer-director Robert Hiltzik asked Jonathan to curse him out. Um, as a child, the writer-director Robert Hiltzik actually went to the camp used in the film. Felissa Rose was only 13 at the time, which is unusual for a feature film So, because uh, studios usually cast actors 18 and over who look younger because of the restrictions on using actors under 18. Um, also, at 13, she was too young to see her own movie in the theater. So uh, she was paid $5,000 for her performance. When casting the role of Angela, Robert Hiltzik would have the actresses stare wide-eyed and straight ahead while also pretending to eat a candy bar. So that was her audition. Um, so Felissa Rose does not speak for her first li- her first line for 31 minutes until 31 minutes into the movie. As we were talked about in the interview, Felissa Rose and Jonathan Tiersen, who played Ricky, developed a romance during filming but broke up soon after. He was 17 and she was 13. Okay. Um, Must grab love. Young Peter. This was. This is one of my favorite pieces of trivia. Uh, young Peter is played by Maximo Gianfranco Sorrentino, the older brother of Mike. S- the situation. Sorrentino of MTV's Jersey Shore fame. Um, a shot of Je- uh, Dead Judy was cut. This is the. This is why I would really like to talk to Karen Fields or yeah, Karen Fields who played Judy, because apparently the shot of Dead Judy was cut by the MPAA for being much too grisly. Jane Krakowski of Thirty Rock fame, or was originally cast to play Judy, but dropped the role once she learned of their death. For Artie's severe burn sequence, the actor was propped up on a fake floor 
and underneath liquid gelatin was pumped through the blisters, giving it in the impression that it's pulsating, which I thought was a really cool effect. Uh, the climactic scene was accomplished. I did not ask her about the college student, but I bet she wasn't around for the filming of it. Catherine Comey, the end. Yeah. Um, but the climactic scene was accomplished using a nude man who was in college wearing a, a mask cast from Felicity Rose's wait, face. He was nude in, nude in college? Like the kid, the, the guy that played, the guy whose body was used was a college kid. He went to college nude? No, he was just in. He was like in college. He's he was scene. like a professional streaker. No, Jesus. they allow that. Okay. Anyway, um, so they got someone that they thought was thin enough uh, who stood in for Angela. He was a college student who needed to get drunk before he was able to do the scene. Was he the nudist? It, he was just a college kid. I don't know why you. Well, I mean, if I was a nudist, I'd probably have to get drunk. For okay. Though originally uncredited because he was very embarrassed about the scene. It has since been revealed that the identity of Angela's body devil was Archie Liberace. It is his first and only screen credit. Archie Liberace. That can't be a real name. Felissa Rose's mother did not want her to be the killer because she was so young. (coughs) Jonathan Tearson was the stand-in and hand double for all of Angela's actions during the murders. His more masculine hand with veins could better throw off the audience as well. He even donned a wig for the backlit shot in which Angela finds Judy in the dark. We talked about that in their interview as well um, because in the... um, if you watch the Blu-ray version, you actually you can actually tell it's it's Ricky in that in that shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you rate this movie? Oh, good. Two okay. notes. I really like James Earl Jones and his dad. Ben also <coughs> was in Maniac Cop Two, Cockfighter. He was in fucking uh, Sundance Tra- Kid. Trading Places. He was the in sting. A, yeah, The Sting. That's it. That's and the- uh, <laughs> Paul was in one of my favorite movies that nobody ever talks about: Prayer of the Roller Boys with Corey Haim. Yeah, he's, in, some, he's in something else too that I really like, and I can't remember what it is. But he also kind of looks like that kid that was in a Bloody he Birthday. He looks kind of like a Canadian Corey Haim. But he looks like the kid with the Bloody Birthday, and then he was a, the brother and just one of the guys okay yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah they look alike to me what do you christopher call it yeah what do you rate this movie oh uh three and a half to four um really really good that's a 3.75 yeah i think it is uh but a strong one yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i mean no no no, dude any kind of horror fucking shit uh if you're if you're growing up and like watching horror films this one's on the way yeah, I mean, this is, this is a, yeah, this is definitely a, uh, okay, it is one of my favorites. I give it a 4.25. You have to watch it. I give it a loose 4. Point, uh, or a hard 4.25, loose 4.5. Um, it's, it's good. It's seminal. <laughs> If you're going to watch Four. horror, if you're going to watch horror movies, you <laughs> have to, and specifically if you're going to watch slashers, you have to watch this. This is, the this is of a yeah. Four. I mean, There's so much. Friday the Thirteenth. You know, it's all these camp movies. Personally, I, this is my favorite camp slasher. I can see that. Um, I'm not a big fan of the burning because I think that what they was spent. Liberace shit. You guys just said? Liberace. Alfredo. That was the guy's name. But what was um, his name? Archie Liberace. <laughs> that's weird. That's I don't think line. it's real. But uh, real. Wait, so uh, that, I mean, I hope it is. But, but I, mean, uh, I, I the reason the reason that I and I, I, talk, I talked about this in, when we did the burning. I think the reason that I don't really like the burning is because one, I don't really like it when they're final boys. I don't know why it just doesn't work as well for me. Huh. But I also think that they blow their load so hard in the raft scene. Are you punning it? That out? um. 
that it that the, the there's there are pacing issues yeah, for me for that there are pacing issues. usually it's mine there are pacing issues in that movie for me because pacing issues because of the because of the raft scene because but i think the are we ever gonna do the burning we've already done it but the raft scene's really cool the raft scene's awesome but it it kills so many people in that one scene that like there's a lot of time where nothing's going on so that's why it's that's why i don't like it as much i think this is i think this is the perfect uh camp camp slasher camp movie um, it's the one to the it, sequels two. are a lot of fun. The sequels are a lot of fun. They take it's it a in different a, tenor. Yeah, well, this they one's take it in a different direction. Like yeah, and, uh, now Brad likes really cool. the other ones better. He doesn't really like. He it's doesn't a different like this type one. of feel. But th- this one has a more serious tone. The other ones, uh, Angela, who's played by Bruce Springsteen, says Bruce Springsteen's sister, Pamela, Pamela Springsteen. She's kind of like a Freddy. She becomes like a Freddy Krueger with yeah. one liners. Or Bruce and, Willis or something. And she's a very moral kind of like killer goody goody um i will say i don't understand why angelique had to kill those four kids in this one uh because the other ones all make sense they've all done something Did you wrong ask her why she wasn't in the sequels she didn't know oh, she didn't want to be she wanted to go to college i think and, the, and she also didn't like uh it was she was wanting to go to college and uh, it was a really fast shooting schedule because they did them both back to back yeah they did it in like two months i think they did two and three Some and, people, which and i think benefits she didn't, those movies and i don't so think that so she uh, well, liked the way that they were taking the character so well, um, and yeah. also and also like some people believe in their future and uh, like and what they're capable of, Mike. So like you know. hey, sometimes you just gotta ride the horse that got you to the race. So yeah. stay gagged on Angela's penis at the end. <laughs> stay gagged on candy bars. Stay gagged on Archie Liberace. Yeah, that's his penis. Archie Liberace and his and his and his fabulous candelabras. With Meg. And say gagged on Catherine, call me, we love you. We do. Hey, thank you. Yeah, stay yeah, gagged so on Judy's side ponytail. That thing is wondrous. Stay gagged on a beehive on your motherfucking face. Stay gagged on all of their clothes, actually, because high fashion, in my opinion. Beehive on your motherfucking face? Is that a clothing brand? No, it's a Wu Tang Lee. Oh, shit. I don't know. I just make that gagged oh, on yeah, a They're on the swarm. Yeah. Stay yeah. gagged on all of our social media Instagram, TikTok, Gagmuth and I, podcast.com. And um, Twitter, Gag Knife Pod. Become a Patreon for member shout outs, fan requested episodes, bonus exclusive episodes. And early access to episodes at www.patreon.com slash gag me with a knife. Yeah. And buy our merch at gag me with a knife podcast.com. And we will see you next time. Ciao a tutti. For Father's Day. Father's Day. There's no surprise You're slipping away Agent, you're the love of my life It's so cold at night I'm begging you to stay